This is the Six Man Show, a brand new Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? It's March 23rd, 2019, Saturday. We are waking up today feeling pretty good about the win against Memphis last night. Feeling real good, real feeling good. Feeling real good. Magic were down as much as 17 in that game, down by 14 heading into the fourth quarter, but the Magic fought back, headed into the overtime, and came out victorious in a game that we absolutely needed to win. Uh, we got games coming up against Philadelphia, and then the the big one circled on the calendar right now um, is going to be Tuesday against Miami. Right now, we're just a half game back on Miami, so that's going to be just. We, that, it feels like the further we go into this season, every game is the biggest game that we've had in seven years, and yeah, that really feels like it's shaping up to I be mean, that. I mean, when you look at it, I think it is the biggest game we've you know that we had in seven years, just because this is as far, you know, as close to the playoffs of as we've been since, yeah. you know, Dwight. So, yeah, that, that Tuesday game, I'm excited for. I'm very Big excited. Time. This is going to air Monday morning. Any Magic fans in the Tampa Bay area, uh, we're going to be heading out to the Buffalo Wild Wings on Tampa Road in Oldsmar at about 6.30, 7 o'clock. That game is set to tip off at, at 7.30, so we're just trying to get some Magic fans to come out, um, have some wings. And let's just tear up that Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's just turn it into to Magic Central down there. So, admittedly, Will and myself are are feeling a little bit under the weather today. We're coming into this. I'm, you know, pretty medicated on the Tylenol, severe cold and flu. I've got my Hall's cough drops. We've got some tea here. Yep. We both got kind of the same symptoms. So I think Will got me sick. He no, thinks I false, got him sick. False. So now you got me sick, but that's all right. All right, whatever. So we're gonna get into the victory from last Sunday. 101 over 91, the Orlando Magic defeat the Atlanta Hawks. I was in attendance, brought my wife and our four-month-old daughter. It was her first game at the the Amway. And I've got to say that in the five or six years now that I've been going to games at the Amway Center, that was definitely the most electric crowd that I felt at the Amway. It didn't feel quite... I think what a playoff environment would feel like. Yeah. Um, but there was like an electricity, just excitement in the air. I think a lot of people know, you know, what's at stake, you know, night in and night out at the Amway now. And we'll get into this a little bit more later, but yeah. just like that crowd last night at the the Memphis game for the Magic, just Magic fans are bringing it, and I think the team's feeling it. Yeah, I say as, you know, as the season starts to wrap up and we're closer and closer to the playoffs, um, the fans are going to, cheer louder and and show more support as you know absolutely season ends so so getting started with this one here uh Vooch was just on fire early uh scored the first 13 points for the magic Vooch just came out like a man possessed ready to handle his oh, business yeah. trying to to get this team into to the playoffs so magic up three won the first quarter 28 to 25 and we're up 10 heading into the half. Trey Young, this is the the first time that I got to see him play in person. He had a, a pretty, I think, average night for him, 20 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, yeah. 9 of 18 from the floor, 0 of 5 from, from 3. Which is good for us. Good for us, absolutely, yeah. Atlanta ended up shooting 8 of 35 from 3. I think recently, uh, over their last stretch, they had been averaging close to like 120 points a game. So uh, stopping them you know, at that end of the floor, yeah. that was a, a big emphasis that, that Steve Clifford had coming into this game. 
But Vooch ended up 27 points, 20 rebounds. Aaron Gordon, 22 points, 8 rebounds. Just really a, a overall great effort from this game. I really think the main story in this game, though, uh, was John Collins just could not stay out of foul trouble yeah. the entire game. Really, there was a, a pretty large free throw discrepancy in this game here. Um, Magic shoot 33 free throws to Atlanta's 10. 10. So, honestly, I, I think most of that, I mean, you know, just a just a few games ago, you know, our fans were getting pretty upset that it just seemed like we couldn't, you know, get a call. And it kind of felt like this. I can understand if a, if a Hawks fan kind of had that perspective. Yeah. But really, they just seemed like they were settling, you know, a lot of the night, just, you know, jacking up a lot of, you know, jump shots and really not getting to the rim too much. Yeah. And, our, you know, th- we were shooting 38.8% uh, this game. So our, our field goals, our shots were, weren't falling. But defensively, you know, we had a lot of stops. And like you said, the free throws, almost 80%. We took 33 free throws compared to their 10. So that right there, defense and free throws won us the game. Another another story from this game was Wes Awundu. I mean, 14.7 rebounds. Yeah. We we talked about him a few episodes ago just as kind of one of the unsung heroes of the season so far. But I, just the energy, the consistency that he brings, the intensity on defense, it's just really great that you know what you're going to get in night in and night out from yeah. Wes. He's just Two blocks, been, so his defense Yeah, he's just become great. Uh, one thing that we, we do need to bring up was this was the, the debut of Michael Carter-Williams on the Magic. Oh, yeah. What did you think about that? Yeah, I think he played well. Big guy, you know, could use him off the bench. I think he did well. Yeah, I mean, just pushing the floor always looked like he was finding guys in good spots. Yeah. He was, I think, mainly just focused on getting acclimated, uh, learning where, you know, his teammates like the ball and things like that. He he was penetrating, really didn't score much um, at all uh, in this one from the floor anyway. Zero of three from the floor, zero of two from three. But he was 5 of 8 from the free throw line. So ended up with 5 points, 4 rebounds. Only 1 assist. But like I said, he was finding guys in good spots. They just really didn't seem to be knocking shots down. Uh, The 38%, I I don't know if I already mentioned this, but that's one of the lowest free throw, uh, excuse me, field goal percentages that we've had in a win this year. So Michael Carter-Williams was finding guys in good spots, but... We just weren't really hitting shots tonight, but it was our defense that, you know, really kept us in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once again, Magic 101 over 91, taking care of business against the Atlanta Hawks. Really just doing what we need to do in this one. So jumping on ahead here, uh, Wednesday night, Orlando just came out and, and took care of business once again against an inferior opponent, the New Orleans Pelicans. Orlando was just really in control from start to finish in this yeah, one. Ended up winning the game 119 to 96. Great games out of Evan Fournier, 22 points. Aaron Gordon, 20 points. Vooch, 15 points, 17 rebounds. 13 points, 7 assists from DJ Augustine. And then 19 points from from Terrence Ross. Yeah, Ross went 5 for 10 at the three-point line. So that was good, 50%. We got to mention that Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday were not playing in this game. So that helped out a lot too. Definitely, but this, you know... When it when it comes to to missing guys and and things like that, Magic just need to come out and you know have intensity from from the jump and and that's what it seemed like they had this night. Now, I mean, when you're shooting 39 percent, you know, from the from the three point line as a team, 15 of 38, that you know really can't hurt you too much. But Magic once again just keeping a, another opponent you know under you know 100 points. So really, Magic just been stepping up the defensive intensity. 
really, you know, since right before the All-Star break. Yeah. Uh, since January 31st, after this game, Magic ranked first in the league in all of these defensive categories. Defensive rating, opponent points per game, opponent field goal percentage per game, opponent three-point field goal percentage per game, opponent fast break points, opponent second chance points. So it really just goes to show you, since January 31st, all of February and most of the way through March now, the, the Magic have been the best you know, defensive team in the league. And definitely, uh, definitely. like Aaron Gordon said before Friday night's game against Memphis, that we they've really kind of gotten their own defensive identity. Yeah, I think they figured it and out. And they, they know that, that it's mm-hmm. sustainable. When they play defense at this high of a level, you really don't have to score too much. You know, points yeah, exactly. like this where you get a little bit from everybody really doesn't hurt, but holding guy, you know, teams under 100 points, you're almost always going to be in that, that game, have yeah. a chance to win. And, you know, some nights uh, the shots just don't fall, but defense is something that you can do constantly and play, play hard every night. So as long as we're playing with energy every night and we're on the top of our game uh, defensively, there's no reason we should be losing close games or, you know, a game like this where we just blew out New Orleans. It was perfect. A stat here that just goes to show you the the difference in the defensive intensity. The Magic had 10 blocks to the Pelicans, two blocks. So just once again, another example of the fact that the guys are just stepping it up defensively and just taking care of business on both ends of the floor when they need to. Really not much to say, you know, about about this game. Magic just came out, handled their business. At this point in the season, this is what, you know, the guys need to be doing. Yeah. Not getting too high about this, you know, win. Um, it's a it's a game that, you know, re- we really, you know, need to, to take care of. Uh, when you look at, you know, the Heat and the Nets, they don't really want to seem to be doing us any favors as far as dropping too many games and letting yeah. us close the gap. So Magic just have to keep coming out and, and beating the teams that they're supposed to be beating and making a, a game, you know, against, you know, the, the superior opponents as well, you know, if we really want to stay in this, this playoff race here. So yeah, Magic sure. taking care of business, 119 to 96 over the Pelicans. Now this is really what I was looking forward to talking to on this week's episode here. Well, this is the best game we played, you know, so far. Well, I don't know about the best game that we no, played. No, so far this week, I'm saying. I would I would say as far as a, an entertainment and a suspense aspect. Uh, yeah, what I'm saying is, you know, we're, we were down by 17, and being able to find a way to come back, you know. It mean, just feels good, man. Yeah, it feels, it feels good. good. That's, you know, what I'm saying – you know, as the best game we played is the team came together. They realized, okay, we're down by a lot. You know, we know how important this game is. Let's come together. Let's let's win this game. And that's what they did. And that's that's honestly that that was kind of the the feeling on you know all the social media, um, you know, kind of communities that I try to monitor and and just keep it mm-hmm. you know keep in touch with. You know, just from a, a fan perspective during the game, it's just if we can't be at the game, you know, together, you know, we're on Twitter together, we're on Reddit together, yeah. you know, all, all stuff like that. So, but that was the feeling, you know, in that third quarter, you know, the Magic go down by 17. And I don't even know how many guys the the Grizzlies were missing, you know, last night. Mike Conley, Joe Kim Noah, CJ Miles. Yeah, I don't think Avery Bradley played in this game Avery either. Bradley didn't play. Um 
you know, Jaron Jackson, their their uh, rookie sensation is still out. Kyle Anderson. So they were just missing, you know, a lot of their key rotation guys. So coming to into this game, it was like, okay, I was kind of looking at it like the way that, you know, the last time that we played the Cavs and then last week when we blew them out. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, we came off this game where we got embarrassed, blew the game in Memphis yeah. away, a game that, you know, we needed to win anyway. So now we're playing them again at home. They're missing all these guys like, all right, this game should be a blowout. But very early on in this game, you kind of got the feeling that this was not going to be a blowout. Yeah, they got a lead and, and they kept it the whole game until the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, I know. mean, part of part of the problem, um, the Magic talked about that they were, you know, really thrown off by the fact that the, the Grizzlies came out and played a zone basically for the entire game. Yeah, there was a, an article, and unfortunately, you know, forgive me, I can't remember who wrote the article, but they were talking about the fact that a big part of what the Heat have been doing this year and the the little bit of success that they have had um, has really come from them playing, you know, mostly a zone. Yeah. Nowadays in today's NBA, the the defensive schemes are are so built, and even the rosters are built on. Um, you know, the the ability to play man-to-man defense and the ability to, to switch everything, especially yeah. when a lot of these offenses are so, you know, pick-and-roll oriented that a lot of teams just don't play zone anymore. Yeah. So kind of simplifying the, the defense because they've had a lot of injuries, you know, to, to Goran Dragic and, uh, you know, a, a few other guys that they've had to play zone defense basically out of necessity. Um, and it kind of seems like that's what the the Grizzlies, I, I don't know if there was something on the scouting report that, that just said that the Magic struggle against the zone or, you know, they were missing four or five guys of their key guys and, you know, just basically came out and said J.B. Bickerstaff was just like, hey, out of necessity tonight, we're just going to play zone for, yeah. for 48 minutes. And the Magic really talked about, at least throughout the, the first three quarters, how they really, really struggled, you know, with that zone. But when you've got... Uh, guys like Tyler Dorsey, you know, shooting 11 of 19 from the floor, 5 of 10 from three, having 29 points. Guys like, you know, Justin Holiday coming out, having good shooting nights. Yeah, Chandler Parsons. Valanciunas know. had a big game, 23 points, 24 rebounds. Yeah, so, so these guys are, are all NBA players. You know, you, you give them confidence, and you see how far it kind of carried them in this game. Tyler Dorsey, you know, Justin Holiday, those guys were getting hot at the beginning of the game and you're like, okay, they're probably going to cool off. The Magic are going to take over and, yeah. you know, win this game, you know, pretty decidedly, but that just was not the case. These guys just, you know, up until the the fourth quarter and overtime, they just continued, you know, to knock down shots. So, but Magic Twitter, especially, you know, my heart goes out to all, you know, all the Magic fans out there. Down 17 points, it was just like, man, like is this really how the season is going to end? Like like we're going to, you know, lose to to Memphis here and you know be down what another you know game and a half or two games a game and a half half behind the heat and especially with you know them coming up uh, on the schedule it was like felt like all of these little losses that we've had to you know uh, the Cavs and and the Knicks and the the Bulls and and Memphis especially that those were you know come come gonna come back to bite us and yeah uh, for me at least I I don't want to I didn't give up uh, but like that was probably one of the low points of the season for me because it was just like man like it we're so close we've got what seven eight games left and it's like the time is running out you guys got to figure this out if you're gonna salvage the season you guys need to come back in this game and that's exactly what the guys did uh you know they great crowd in the in the fourth quarter oh, yeah, in the overtime crowd was tremendous like 
they they were loud right when we got back in the game you know crowd exploded so i know terrence was was talking about that you know after the game how amazing it was that the crowd was cheering the way you know the way they were and clifford was saying how this is the first time that the team has experienced you know orlando's crowd the way it it could be you know and coach was just mentioning how this is how it was every night back when we we're, you know, in the playoffs consistently. So this is it was it was great. And you hear a lot of um you know, people on Twitter going back to like the the arena days and like yeah. the the TD Waterhouse Center and stuff like that how those crowds were just incredible, yeah. you know, every single night. And we've caught a lot of flack, you know, in the the past 6 or 7 years. And honestly, you know, I've complained plenty of times about being at games at the Amway Center. And, yeah, we've talked about it. You know, before. it's a it's a close game. I I remember being at. You know, we beat the Thunder um, mm-hmm. a few years back when we had Oladipo, Tobias Harris, you know, Mo Harkless, you know, yeah. all those guys, and we we beat the Thunder on Tobias's game winning dunk. Yeah, that was on a Friday. We went to the Sunday game against the Pacers. The Thunder were the best team in the West at the time. Yeah, the Pacers were the best time in the best team in the East at the time, and the best overall team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So there's like 40 seconds left, and I think we had like a, a three or a four-point lead at that time, and I'm on my feet cheering, and there's this guy behind me. You know, he's got his little, you know, silver, you know, season, you know, ticket holder pass around his neck. He's been a season ticket holder, you know, since the early, you know, magic days, and he's yelling at me, oh, sit down, hey, yeah. down in front, sit down. It's like, it's like, bro, like, this is your team. I, I know this is your team. You've been a season ticket holder since NOM, <laughs> like, get on your feet and support the team that's what they need and and you know these these close games when you're trying to get back in the game and things like that so just through the through the television you know even at, at the Atlanta game um Vooch steps to the line in the last few minutes and, and you're getting lower bowl chance of MVP yeah and now I mean ha- it was half joking because obviously we know Vooch isn't the MVP of the league but he's certainly the MVP of this team but it was just cool to to you know give you know your support and just be in an electric environment like that so I can't imagine what it must have been like to be in that arena last night. You could hear the crowd through the TV for oh, sure, for sure yep. especially when uh, Dorsey was shooting those late uh, free throws, you know, in the overtime. But yeah, just the crowds have been rough, you know, in the past. But um, like Clifford says, you know, the the fans are going to give you what you deserve. If you're yeah, exactly. if you're playing poorly, you know, the fans aren't. It's it's hard for fans to get into the game and stay engaged. But when you show grit and heart and you fight back into a game the way that these guys did this tonight yep. just hats off to them hats off to the great Amway crowd last night and one thing that cannot mention this game without saying is just the absolutely ridiculous performance that Terrence Ross had oh my goodness 31 points you know out of the the 35 that the bench had you know this guy this guy's insane Eight of twelve from three. Man, he's 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 a monster. Ten of fifteen from the floor. You know, he was a plus twenty five in this game in yeah. a game that we only won by four. In the first quarter, you know, we we started trailing by a lot, and then he brought us right back in. Same in the fourth, like we're trailing. Hand DJ Vooch bring us back in this game, like insane. It just every single time we needed, you know, a little bit of life to get back into this game. There once again was Terrence Ross, and to me. One of the, the, the great plays of the game was, um, you know, we're, we're getting back on defense. Michael Carter, you know, pokes the ball away. The ball is going out of bounds. He throws it behind his back, back inbounds, over yeah. one of the Grizzlies players. Terrence Ross catches it and just 
you know, slams it down. At the point, I thought, all right, we're going to gain some momentum here. Didn't turn out to be the case, but just a one of the examples of the fact that the guys were, you know, just fighting, you know, this entire game, struggling against the zone, like they said, but they never gave up, fought back in this game, went into the overtime and got the job done, you know, magic. They went on a a 24 to nine run in this game to bring Orlando within two, fought back and forth uh, with the Grizzlies in that fourth quarter. Evan Fournier hits a huge layup with about, 10 seconds left I believe it was in the game to tie the game up Grizzlies just couldn't capitalize and and, and score uh once again Tyler Dorsey tried to 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 make a jump shot from the the right elbow there thought that the clock was going to run out Michael Carter Williams huge rebound calls a timeout I think there was 1.9 seconds left Evan Fournier um on you know Twitter once again that's you know really where I can engage the most with fans during these games so that's why I refer to Twitter a lot but did make some, you know, bad plays, you know, in, in the second half. Yeah. But ends up with 27 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 9 of 17 from the floor, 3 of 8 from 3, 6 of 7 from the foul line. Was a plus 11 in this game. We we don't win this game without Evan Fournier. For sure. He had a great look with 1.9 seconds left at that 3. A lot of people were, you know, I wanted the ball to go to Terrence Ross. I mean, yeah. when he good came, grief. I think when he came up the you know, the pick off of, from Vooch, he should have curled in a little bit tighter to the three-point line. He was kind of out a little bit too much. But he had a good wide-open look. I great mean, he wasn't completely wide open, but he had a great look. Yeah. So Had a few, you know, huge shots in the overtime. He had a, a big and one, had a big, you know, fall-away jumper, you know, from the right elbow yeah. to keep us in this game. So just hats off to all the guys. I mean, just go down the line here. Vooch, 25 points, only four rebounds in this game. Very uncharacteristic of Vooch, but he just seems to have a lot of problems with Valanchunas. Yeah, him, you know, just battling Valanchunas down low, um, that's got to be tough. Oh, yeah. Um, and Valanchunas had 23 points, 24 rebounds. So just him battling there, you could see why, you know, only a couple of rebounds. I want to mention Evan, you know, after the game, Dante was interviewing him, and he was saying how this game must have been a fun game for you. And Evan's like, no. Nah. This wasn't fun at all. No. Not at all. So I love that, you know, coming from Evan, knowing, like, how important this game is and how it shouldn't have been that close or, you know, the team shouldn't have been trailing. So I love that quote from from Evan. And we, you know, we, um, you and I got on Evan, you know, last week about the fact that, you know, he does make, you know, some late game decisions sometimes. He yeah. takes bad shots to, to get us out of the offense. But give credit where credit is due. Had a phenomenal game, made huge plays to to you know keep us in this you know get us back into this game and uh, to get us ahead in the overtime and the Magic were just too much for the Grizzlies in the overtime period. Yeah. Uh, looking back a little bit, you know some comments that Evan made earlier in the year that you know he's not stupid that he knew that if it didn't really work out this year that him and possibly Vooch you know would both be gone after yeah. this year. So. Just seeing, you know, how serious he is after every single, you know, one of these games, win or loss, like he's he's taking this 100% seriously. He knows what needs to be done, and he's just trying to make sure that the guys don't get too high, don't get too low, just come out, take care of your business, and, and let's go on, move on to the playoffs. So right now, Magic are just a half game back of the Miami Heat. The Heat are getting ready to take on the Washington Wizards tonight. At seven o'clock, 
hoping the Wizards can just yeah. come out, take care of business, do us a solid. I I wish. I mean, I hope they can. I hope they can too. Yeah. And then so Monday we play Philly at mm-hmm. home. Yeah. Right. So that's gonna be a, a tough game, definitely. And then Magic the, have won what five in a row now at home. At home, yeah. So that's gonna be a tough game. Um, hopefully Philly might want to rest uh, Embiid or some of their <laughs> their star players. We'll see. Um, we'll see. They already clinched the playoff spot. And then on Tuesday we play Miami. So that's that's the second of of a back to back. So we definitely need Miami. For sure. Well, the 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 Seventy Sixers right now have a three game lead up on the Pacers. So, Seventy Sixers right now are on a six game winning streak. Pacers have lost the last four in a row. So, I don't think that we'll see the Seventy Sixers sit any of their guys. I think they want to gain a little bit of a cushion if yeah. they can. But especially the last month and a half, seems like whenever one of these teams come up on the schedule one of these playoff teams or one of these elite teams the magic seem to rise up to the occasion last time we played the 76ers they were missing Joel Embiid but we were missing Terrence Ross in that game so hopefully Terrence Ross can can keep it going hopefully Evan Fournier can keep it going Fournier's been playing well you know Vooch has been pretty consistent all year a little bit of a rough night against Memphis for Aaron Gordon but still did you know a little of the little things especially defensively to you know help close out this game so big games coming up especially you know against Philadelphia and the Heat if the Heat can drop a game tonight that'll put us I believe a half game ahead of them in the eighth and then if we can beat the 76ers and then you know Miami will start to hopefully gain a little bit of a cushion you know coming down this last stretch here so rooting for the Wizards tonight yeah, Unfortunately, bro- the the uh, Lakers couldn't get it done last night against the Nets. We're hoping yeah. that they'll start to you know drop a couple of games, but we'll see. Yeah, I think Brooklyn's on the road for the next five games or something like that. So they're they're in the West Coast playing some tough teams. So we can yeah. Let's go know. ahead. Let's talk a little bit about you know the Heat's schedule coming up, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Nets here. So starting tonight, seven o'clock, the Heat have the Wizards in D.C. Tuesday, they're at home as we come to town, the Orlando Magic. And then they've got kind of a uh, two games that they probably should win. They've got the Mavericks on Thursday, Knicks against the, the Knicks on Saturday. I mean, the Mavericks, tough game right there. So we'll see. And but then they have like a, an away and home series against the Celtics. So hopefully the Celtics can pull out both of those. Then they go on to play... The Timberwolves, the Raptors, the 76ers, and the Nets. To close out the season. To close out the season. Wow. So who knows? I don't know what team we're going to be rooting for uh, April 10th when it comes to the to the Nets and the Heat, but my money is probably we're, we're going to be rooting for one of those teams in that game. Probably yeah. going to have some playoff implications there. So the Heat, you know, they have a manageable schedule to end the year, but definitely though, you know, those last three games, they're the the Raptors, the 76ers, and the Nets. Those will be all pretty, you know, interesting. Yeah. The Raptors and the 76ers, let's, who uh, knows, they might rest a couple guys yeah, exactly. as, as they cement. That, they, that yeah, they don't. As, yeah, as they cement their, you know, playoff standings there. And then let's once again look at the Nets. Everybody keeps saying how, you know, the, the Nets are, you know, have such a, a tough schedule, they're going to lose all these games. They went into that fourth quarter the other night against the Knicks. They were down by, what, 24 or something like that, 25 points heading into the fourth quarter. I think D'Angelo Russell. I think I need like a speech therapist or something like that. <laughs> I just can't speak. 
I'll blame it on my cold, but D'Angelo Russell had, I think, 24 points in that fourth quarter, 44 points overall to bring the, um, the Nets. Nets you know, over the, the Kings in Sacramento. So I think that's a game that some Dude, people thought that they were going to lose, especially heading yeah, into that he's fourth so quarter. Good. He's he's become incredible. He's so good. Um, I think Magic's definitely regretting trading him away at this point now that the Lakers have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. But And then once again, last night I stayed up late after the Magic game and then after the, the Bucks beat the Heat, stayed up a little bit late. Hopefully the Lakers could hang on and, and beat the Nets and do us a favor, but they couldn't get it done. But looking ahead, the Nets are still at Portland on Monday and then at Philly on Thursday. Then they're home for Boston, Milwaukee, Toronto. Then they're at Milwaukee, at the Pacers, and then they're home for the Heat to close out the year. Still looking at that, that is one heck of a schedule. You could tell me that they could lose every single game for the rest of the year, and I would believe it. Yeah. That's, that is a tough schedule to come up, but these guys, they just continue to fight, and I think if you've got a guy like D'Angelo Russell out there, you've got a chance to win every single game. Yeah, he's, so. he's he's playing like a monster. But can't look too much at these other team schedules. I think the Magic just need to come out, handle their business. and Yeah. For sure, the Magic just focus focus on Orlando, for, focus on themselves. You know they can't do anything about the other teams, whether they win or lose. You know that's not much that you, you know we we can't control that. So just come out, win every game at, that we can, and hope for the best. So let's switch gears really quick, just right back to the Magic. So coming up on Monday, the Magic are at home against the Seventy Sixers. Then we are at Miami on Thursday. We are at Detroit. I'm sorry, at Miami on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. At Detroit on Thursday, and then we are at the Pacers on Saturday. So next week's episode, those will probably be the let's see four games there that we'll cover. Uh, but looking back on this last seven game stretch that we had, starting with uh, what was it, Dallas? Yeah. So this last seven game stretch that we had here, we basically said that on this stretch that we needed to go about you know five and two. To yeah. really stay in the playoff hunt, and yeah, there have been some low points, you know, those those back to back losses against the the Grizzlies and and the the Wizards. But if you look at this five game stretch here, that's exactly what the Magic did. They took care of business, went five and two, beat the the Mavericks, you know, dropped games against Memphis and Washington, but blew out the Cavs, beat the Hawks, blew out the Pelicans, and then had a huge come from behind victory over the Grizzlies. So if you would have told us a couple weeks ago that. We were going to go five and two on this stretch. I think we'd be pretty happy. Oh, if you sure. if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that on March twenty third, with seven or eight games to go, that you know we were going to be a half game out of the A spot, I I would have went crazy. I would I would take that all day. So our destiny is still in our hands, and just got to close out the year and yeah, we just take gotta care of business. Win all these games, especially the one in Miami. We definitely have to win Tuesday, but just come out, play as hard as we can, energy defense you know so, like i said before sometimes the shots just don't fall but yeah. there's no reason why our defense shouldn't be there every night exactly so let's just you know play our heart out and Come, see what happens so going into tuesday right now the three games that we've played against miami this year we've gone two and one so this will be the fourth and final meeting between the, the two teams here so it's going to have big playoff implications not only with you know the seedings 
but as far as like any tiebreaker situations or, you know, or anything like that, you know, if any of that stuff needs to be figured out at the end of the year, let's say we finish with the same record, having three games to one over them. I just looked up a few of the, uh, the playoff tie-breaking procedures here. So one, obviously, is the team with the better record, but we're really talking about the scenario where if the two teams finish with well, the same record yeah, at the end of the two. year. So it goes to your head-to-head one-loss percentage. So if we win this game, we'll win the season series three to one. Yeah. And then in the, you know, scenario that we're tied with Miami at the end of the year, we would just win that by default. However, if we lose this game, the season series would be tied at two games apiece. So at that point, it goes to your division one loss percentage. So Miami and Orlando are obviously in the same division. Right now, Orlando's division one loss record is seven and six. Miami's is six and eight. So even if we lose this game, we would be seven and seven and Miami would be seven and eight. So they would have one more division game played, but one um, more loss than, than we would have. So we would just need to finish out the, the season. I think the only division opponent that will play after Miami, I think, will be Charlotte. We yeah, got our, our last division game. Well, we oh, have Atlanta, I'm, too. A- Atlanta and Charlotte as well. So if we lose this game, we could still win both of those games against Atlanta and Charlotte and still you know, cement the fact that we would have a, a better division one loss record than yeah the but let's hope that we do win this game we just need to we just need to especially especially those three games there those are, are going to be huge games yeah we really need to beat miami just so they're under us and then know? we can start to create a cushion there yeah exactly all right well will anything else you want to bring up here you know the crowd in orlando you know continue to yell and scream and and cheer as loud as you can um monday you know our podcast is going to be out monday so people can hear it before the game. So just if you're going to the game, cheer as loud as you can, root for the team. Let's get this win. Again, I did want to mention that Tuesday uh, we will be headed out to the Buffalo Wild Wings on Tampa Road in Oldsmar for the Miami Heat game. Any of you guys on Twitter or, or Reddit in the, in the Discord or in any of the, the Facebook groups, if you just want to – tweet at us or you know try to direct message us or whatever if you guys would like to to come out you know we would like to try to get a decent amount of magic fans at that game uh, just to create a a pretty you know fun atmosphere be cool to meet some of you guys and and talk with you guys and and things like that so once again buffalo wild wings um, on tampa road in oldsmar probably going to try to head out there be there at about 6 30 or or seven o'clock so uh, look forward to to meeting some of you guys out there. If if you guys you know end up making the drive, any of the the Tampa Bay area Orlando Magic fans, I know there aren't too many of us, but but to come out and meet with us. So once again, just a a good you know last couple of weeks of, of Magic basketball, winning you know five home games in a row now, just a half game back of the Miami Heat. Plenty of time left. Just got to take care of business the rest of the year, and and we'll be sitting in the playoffs yep. here sometime soon so feeling pretty good right feeling, now. feeling good huge win last night just woke up i'm just still jazzed about that the adrenaline is still pumping you yeah know? That, just thinking I, about it that game was i crazy. felt like i was gonna have a stroke in that third quarter and, and and you know the fourth quarter heading into overtime but just to to come back and fight and get that win is just yeah. like just, i said you know that was my favorite game of the week just because we were down 
and we came back and fought. So yeah, I mean, just the 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 resiliency in the fight that this team has. You know, this is a game in recent years that I mean, we've said this a lot this year, but these are games that previous years we yeah, we lose and blow out. You know how we blew out New Orleans. You know, blowout wins they don't mean much. But the wins when you come back and you fight shows your toughness. So that's what I like about that game. Definitely so. Well, once again, guys, this has been the Six Man Show. We appreciate everybody's support tuning in every week. We appreciate everybody's feedback. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!